0: Thank you, Bruno. Yes, we need this uh, God's presence every day. And this is very powerful. Well, happy and blessed New Year. I am so glad that we can be together here as a seminary family. So welcome to the New Year 2020, third decade in the 21st century. Who would believe so, right? We thought that we will be already somewhere up, but we are still here down. But uh, we know one thing, that God is present, and even though we don't know what is ahead of us, we know that we are in God's hands. And this is very powerful, very good. And um, yes, we would like to start with the Word of God also. We praise God, we pray to Him, And now we want to open the scriptures. So before we open it, let's pray. Lord, once again, we come to you asking that you will fill our hearts with your presence, with your Holy Spirit, and with your word, that we can be encouraged to follow you faithfully and with joy. And we thank you for your presence in the name of Jesus. Amen. So for uh, this um, uh, morning or this afternoon, um, uh, we uh, uh, have the um, uh, specific theme. This is a theme for the whole year and already for the second year in the seminary. And um, uh, this is a special theme to have faith. And in uh, connection with that having faith, we have now this um, uh, very important statement from the scriptures. The spirit... The Holy Spirit says, their deeds follow them. So uh, from uh, where is this quotation, biblical quotation? You know, right? It's from the book of Revelation, from the three angels' message. And this is our theme, three angel message, to having faith. And this phrase appears as part of the three angel message just prior to the description of the glorious second coming of Jesus Christ. So people who are living before, they are described like that. And here we have the full quotation. Um, Write this, blessed are the dead who die in the Lord from now on. Blessed indeed, says the Spirit, that they may rest from their labors for their deeds or works, follow them. You see, these people are laboring. And then you have the statement that their deeds of that labor follow them. So we read, blessed are the dead. Well, did you see any dead person happy? (laughs) I conducted many funerals, but I never saw A smiling corpse. (laughs) Dead are dead. But actually, the statement in Revelation is not about death, it's about how we die. Blessed are the dead who die in the Lord. It means it's all about how we die, it's about dying in the Lord. So how can you die in the Lord? It's a very simple question, right? And the answer is very obvious. You can die in the Lord only if you first live in the Lord. So it's actually a very important invitation to all of us that we live every moment of our life in the Lord. Well... You can die in the Lord only if you have lived with Him before. Those who die in the Lord are remembered. And this is very important. Those who die in the Lord are remembered by their good works. Their deeds follow them. So they change the world. Well, don't be too much arrogant, right? But they change the world around themselves, but maybe in a very tiny way. Very tiny way, but nevertheless, they made a difference, a lasting difference. Well, how can you be like to be remembered? How would you like to be remembered? For what? Well, we all know that we will die, right? So imagine your funeral. What would you like for people to say or and notice about you? You die? And now people will talk, right? What they will say about you, who you are? Well, but more seriously, imagine God's heavenly judgment. And imagine that your name, your case, your case will be now presented in front of the whole universe. So the question is, what would you like for Jesus to say about you? How Jesus, not people, but Jesus, will remember you? What he will say about you? Well, I am sure that you would like to be friend of Jesus, right? And um, um, you would like that he will testify that you loved him, and then there is a big friendship between you and him. This is how I imagine uh, the heavenly court. You know, that Jesus is embracing his people and testifying about their life. Well, what is your legacy? Everyone leaves a legacy whether they plan. Uh, to do it or not. Everything we say or do leaves the imprint of our lives on those around us. So for what do you live? What is the purpose of your life? Well, I think that um, Benjamin Franklin said it very nicely. If you would not be forgotten, as soon as you are dead, either write something worth reading (laughs) or something worth writing about. (laughs) So what is your influence? What are the things you are repeated in your life? Those who die in the Lord are remembered. They are remembered for their good deeds. I like also this statement of... um, uh, Um, Mother Teresa, uh, who says, Go out into the world today and love the people you meet. Let your presence light the new light in the hearts of others. So uh, how do you want to be remembered? The older I am, or probably older you are, uh, the more pressing is this question. And the Holy Spirit says very clearly, and those who are in the Lord, they are remembered. Their deeds, their labor follows them. Well, um, remembered for big things? Well, sometimes um, in the past I thought, well, it would be nice if people remembered me by giving $100 million for the seminary, for scholarship and for the students. It would be nice, right? But, uh, unfortunately, unless a special miracle will happen, (laughs) uh, this will probably not happen. (laughs) But um, when I was thinking about that, immediately to my thought um, came, uh, you know, the biblical text about this poor widow. Poor widow who gave only what? One tiny penny, even less than a penny. And she was remembered. And those who gave too much, maybe, and this is good to to give, um, but uh, they were doing it from different motives. So they were not so remembered. Or Mary Magdalene, she was remembered for the act of love. And this is what we need to be remembered. And uh, Jesus said, well, when she was criticized, uh, she, this act of love will be remembered. It was tiny act. But there will be preached about that throughout the whole world. So, yes, um, um, Jesus Christ, in his last sermon, he said that the servants, this, um, who, who live in the Lord, uh, they are good and faithful. And they are servants. You see, they are not uh, characterized as pastors or um, uh, bishops. <laughs> Or evangelists, or preachers, or you know, teachers, or singers, or whatever you will name, they are characterized as servants. And um, the servanthood is also described. You have been faithful in what? In big things, in little, in small things, over a little, and this is why I will give you even more and this is very important, that those uh, faithful servants, those who are living in the Lord, they are remembered that they were good and faithful. Faithful in these little tiny acts of love. And um, so a good person is transformed, right? Is transformed by God's grace, by the word of God, by the spirit of God that kind of person is faithful to its or or his or her calling and this is the most important your and my calling god is everybody everybody is called by god but for what and if we do it faithfully then we will be remembered a faithful sermon as uh, you can read uh, serves even in an impossible mission, and this impossible mission are these tiny things which might be more difficult than big things, you know to build, donate, write, travel, you know these tiny things, and be faithful to our calling. This is the most important things. So let's think more about that. Ezra. When you hear the word Ezra, we studied that in the Sabbath school, right? For the whole quarter, last semester, or last quarter. For what he was remembered? Even by the king. It is stated that the king said about him, well, you are the priest. And uh, you are also the scribe. The scribe of the law of the God of heaven. And you are a teacher. And you will do that. Well, so uh, Ezra was rooted in scriptures. He was devoted, uh, as we can read um, uh, in uh, his book, uh, he was devoted to um, the, um, the teaching of the word of God. How was it remembered Nehemiah? By building the walls, right? Uh, in Jerusalem? How was it remembered Abraham by sacrificing his son? Uh, how was it remembered Moses as a great leader, right? who led um, uh, God's people to the Promised Land, that God gave him even the Decalogue. How was remembered Joshua, David, Peter, Paul, and I can name now, but the question is how you and me will be remembered. So Napoleon said, you know, I know man, and I tell you, Jesus Christ was not a man. And this is how we need to be remembered. Remembered in relationship to Christ, right? This is what we want. He said, Alexander, Caesar, uh, Charles, and myself founded empires. But on what did we rest the uh, uh, creation of our genius? Upon fear force. Jesus Christ alone founded his empire upon love. And uh, till today, millions of men will die for him. Beautiful. Well, Paul Brandt, uh, this um, uh, singer, uh, wrote uh, um, uh, a song and um, uh, this uh, song has a beautiful uh, question mark. What I want to be remembered. And in that lyric uh, you you have uh, different uh, statements, but then you have the statement, but most of all When all is said and done, and I stand at heaven door loving you, that's what I want to be remembered for. Of course, it's a song of love. Uh, But this is very important, um, you know, to be remembered by love. Loving God, loving others. So, these little tiny things. Uh, which express this love. This is the most important. And uh, let me name a few things. You know, I think that the most important, uh, tiny things, but it's not really tiny, is to be a mother. This is the most important uh, vocation, and um, also uh, the greatest one. But also to be a loving husband, or uh, admired or admiring wife caring father, kind neighbor, supportive coworker, worker person who visits people. You know, to be known as a person who visits, or person who writes notes to others, notes of encouragement. You know, person who organizes potlucks and parties and things like that. To be remembered as visiting pastor pastor who preaches the word of God. Uh, And you can name, you can continue with many, many other things. So to do good and lasting things, not only good, but lasting things, you need to be well motivated and unselfish, correct? You can do uh, good things. And many people, even unbelievers, are doing good things. But from what motives? So good and lasting, lasting for eternity, it can be done when you are rooted, rooted right. And of course, the most important is, as um, was reminded to Joshua, if he wanted to be successful in life, he needed to be rooted. Rooted in what? Rooted in the Word of God. And you are here in order to study the Word of God, to be masters of that Word and to present it to others, to know it by heart, to meditate on the word of God day and night. This is the only way how we can be rooted in that word. Why are good deeds um, really important? There are five reasons why good deeds are important. But before I will tell you these five reasons very quickly, uh, I would like to uh, remind you of the basics, uh, the very crucial things. Our good deeds are not good for our salvation, correct? Good deeds are so important, we heard, but they are not important for our salvation. They are not saved, um, we are not saved by our performance of our achievement. And uh, our performance, achievements, deeds, or even obedience uh, to God have no power to earn our salvation. We are not paving the way to heaven by our good works. Uh, We believe very strongly that we are saved by sola gratia, sola fide, solo Christo. Everybody knows, right? And and, uh, salvation is really accomplished in Christ Jesus. We are not saved by our works, but solely by the works of Jesus. And we are doing it out of gratitude. Um, faith is not our Savior, only Jesus Christ is our Savior. So um, I wanted to um, remind you this basic: that um, faith is the root and work form, uh, and, um, and works is the fruit. This is the basic. And um, uh, if it is um, uh, like that, um, we also have to say that good works place a very irreplaceable um, you know, place in um, our uh, Christian uh, work, in our Christian life. And here is the whole list of things uh, you can do. This is uh, this tiny, tiny um, actions of, uh, of love. Like give a flower to somebody. Give somebody a nice greeting, a smile, open the door. You know, tiny things. There are hundreds and hundreds of these tiny things, and it is good to be remembered for for this. Yes, uh, uh, good works, we heard, it's essential in our life. And yet, we are not doing good uh, things in order to be saved. We are doing it because we are saved. Amen? Because we are saved. Now, what is the value of the good works? What is the value? Why good works is important? I would say it is uh, important for five reasons. And um, uh, usually people, when they heard uh, here that uh, we are not saved by works, they do very uh, serious mistake. They say, well, if we are not saved by works, uh, so works are not important. Then uh, concluding, um, well, so. Uh, yeah, I don't need to do anything. But works is very important, very crucial. For what reason? First of all, yes, good works is not good for your and my salvation, but it's very important for salvation of other people. Let your light shine before men, that they will see your good deeds and they will glorify your Father who is in heaven. So this is very important. Not for you, uh, your salvation, but for salvation of others. Second, it is very important uh, uh, that uh, by that you can measure your relationship with Christ. You know, our good works reveal the quality of our relationship. Third, the good deeds make us pleasant And people easy to live with. Amen? It must be fun to live with us if we are living in Christ. And these good deeds are actually making that. Okay, and um, fourth, the good deeds are here in order to help us to grow in Christ. And everybody needs to grow. And our growth, spiritual growth, is um, uh, you know, supported by these good deeds, like uh, to donate uh, for, uh, as we had it uh, this, um, you know, in the beginning um, of our service here. Uh, and the fifth reason why good deeds are so important, good deeds bring a deep satisfaction and happiness to us. You know, the, today people, scientists are speaking about emotional intelligence. And your emotional intelligence, which is so needed in, for in your life, it can grow and be expanded also by that. So I think that um, uh, this is very important to be reminded in the beginning of the um, uh, new year and the new semester, that our life is in Christ. And uh, um, uh, God wants that we are remembered. But by what we are remembered? These good deeds are really important because they are revealing our identity. You know, revealing who we actually are. So uh, if we say that, the most important question is, how can we do good works when we are not good? We are evil, right? This is what the scriptures are saying us. We have sinful nature. So how we can do these good works Um, This is only possible if we are living in the Lord. Those who are living in the Lord, they are dying in the Lord, and there are those who are laboring, and their works, their um, good deeds are following them. So, uh, yes, uh, this is important. How? Ephesians chapter 2 is telling you very clearly that we are all without Christ, what? We are dead. We are actually completely dead. We are alienated from God. We are his enemies. Um, We have no sensitivity for spiritual things. We are dead. So how that dead person can be resurrected uh, to new life? Well, uh, this is very uh, great that in verse four, in Ephesians two, you have that very tiny word, but. And this word bad is reversing, yes, you are dead, but by the great love of God for you, by his grace, you were made alive in whom? In Christ, you were made alive. You, you see the passive, you were made alive. It was not that you made yourself alive. And Christ, his grace, his word, were made you alive. And at the end of what Jesus is doing for you is verse 10. And we usually are not reading so far, but it is very beautiful that, yes, what we have in Christ Jesus is for what? For we are God's hand work created in Christ Jesus to do good works. And it is not now our achievement. These good works were already prepared in advance for us to do it. This is very powerful, very beautiful. You no know, God yeah, takes care of all things um, in our life. And uh, this is what we call prevenient grace. What is prevenient grace? It is uh, uh, from the uh, uh, venire, which means to come. But pre, it comes before. Before you decide for God, He is there. He is um, coming with His grace and He's speaking to you by the Word of God that uh, you can make decision for Him. For it is God who works in you both to will and to work for His good pleasure. This is a very powerful statement, okay? Everything depends on God's grace and we call it prevenient grace. You know, prevenient grace is divine grace that precedes our human decision. And then is enabling us to do that right decision and then um, to uh, follow follow Christ. So if you accept prevenient grace and you say, yes, Lord, this prevenient grace is growing in you to become saving grace. And I don't need to speak about that saving grace because when, um, as Jesus says, when you hear the word and you accept that, you have eternal life. Not one day, but you have it right now. And you are not actually uh, coming to the judgment of condemnation, you have eternal life. And this, uh, when you accept the saving grace, it leads you to transforming grace. And this transforming grace is um, uh, changing your thinking, your attitudes, uh, your imagination, your feelings. uh, Everything who you are is now changed, going through that new molding process. And this is very beautiful. Well, uh, this prevenient grace leads to uh, saving grace. Saving grace leads to? transforming grace. And transforming grace leads to working uh, grace. And this is how we need to be remembered. Working through love. Faith which works through love. We work and do things for Christ and others because we are compelled to do it by His enabling grace, His Word and His Holy Spirit. And this is uh, The text I always call the atomic bomb text, um, because it's uh, such powerful text which tells you how we can actually bring in our life this fruit, uh, this obedience to God, this good deeds. And you have a clear statement here that uh, yes, it is always God who is doing it in our life. In Ezekiel chapter 36, which is the center of um, the Old Testament theology, I would say, uh, and um, uh, definitely the center of Ezekiel theology, it's uh, in chapter 36, staccato of God, divine I. I will do this. I, I, I. And here you have that he who will do this. I will give you a new heart, a new spirit. I will put within you and I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. And I will put my spirit within you. And what will be the result? And this is that atomic bomb. And it's not only one atomic bomb, but it's a one trillion atomic bombs. This is that force outside of you. When you allow God to be God in your life, you allow this Holy Spirit in your life This will cause you to walk in God's statutes and be careful in obeying everything what he is saying. This is the source how we can actually have these good deeds in our life, these deeds of life, to be faithful to our calling. And let me close with this illustration. In Ezekiel 37 is actually continuation of chapter 36 and is an illustration how um, The Holy Spirit is working in our life. And you know the story when Ezekiel see the valley. What is in the valley? Dead bones. And there is now the question, so Ezekiel, can these dead bones live? What a strange question, right? Everybody knows that dead bones are dead. They cannot live. (laughs) But if God is asking that question, he knows that something is maybe new here. So he is responding, no, God, you knows. Only you knows. So um, can these dead bones live? And the answer is yes, they can live. But how they can live? What has to happen? What has to happen? Tell me, what is there in Ezekiel chapter 7? What has to happen? And I thought that you will answer that and this is wrong. This is not the first thing need, which needs to be happen. We usually think, we like these shortcuts, you know? Uh, we think that um, these dead bones will live, that the Holy Spirit will come, and everything will be there. No, there is something else. What is first? The first is, you know, Ezekiel, you need to preach to these dead bones, okay? Preaching of the word, this is very important. Prophesy to these bones. Say to them, Thy bones, hear the word of the Lord. This is what the sovereign Lord says. You know, preaching of the word brings um, this first step. What was the result when uh, the word was preached? What was the result? What happened? Well, were they alive, these dead bones? Well, you know that after he was preaching, there was a noise. And suddenly, these dead bones started to move together, right? And they were clicking, click, 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 and the skeletons were there. And then also, flesh was put there. And, you know, skin. This is what you have in verse 7 and 8. Then uh, there was a noise, bones came together. um, uh, And I looked, everything was together. So were this um, uh, this, uh, um, now bones alive? You have still a clear statement. But there was no life in them. But still preaching of the word was very crucial. What happened? The order. Things were put together. Everything was in mess before, but now through the preaching of the word, everything is nicely put together. But lives come only through the Holy Spirit. And this is the second step when uh, you you read that uh, God breathed His Spirit and the Spirit brought life. The Holy Spirit came and brought life. Always these two things. The Word of God plus the Spirit of God. When you have these two together, you have life. And this is actually the uh, Dean's um, uh, newsletter, right? The Word and Spirit. Ruach is what? Spirit. Uh, this veh um, uh, is and and Davar is Word. Like Pneuma Kai Logos in, in Greek. And here you have the Hebrew, right? And you have this Ruach Vedava. Remember that only when these two things come in your life together, life springs. Not only spirit, it can lead you astray. Not only word, it can make you very iron. Um, but this too brings this full, joyful life in Christ Jesus. So, what do you live for? How do you live for? And for what you would like to be remembered? We we read that those who live in the Lord and die in the Lord, their deeds follow them. And what is interesting, that it is the Spirit who speaks here. We heard about Spirit in Ezekiel. Put it now together. The Spirit is the one who is and enabling us to bring the fruit, these good deeds. This is why now the same spirit is uh, saying, yes, I know you because I work in you and through you. And this is why your good deeds, um, these deeds which uh, you are faithful to your calling are bringing the results. Yes, it is the Spirit of God. And let me close with the text we were um, uh, reading in the very beginning uh, that looking for the blessed hope and glorious appearance of our great God and Savior Jesus Christ. This is why we are Seventh-day Adventists. We are looking for the day. And this Christ who will come, He already came. He gave Himself for us. He died for us. Why? That he might redeem us from every lawless deed. Very interesting, you know? This wicked deed. And purify um, us for himself uh, to be his special, special people. Zealous for what? Zealous for good works. You see how it fits everything together. So my prayer is... um, that uh, if you would like to be remembered um, uh, that you are faithful to God's calling, so you need to live that way today. Amen? Amen. Stay strong in Christ, stay strong in faith, be faithful to your calling, uh, to be remembered as a man of God, as a woman of God, by the power of God's grace, by the power of his word, and by the power of his spirit. Amen? Amen. Let's stand for prayer. Our Heavenly Father, we come to you at the end of this reflection of your word. That you speak to us through the Holy Spirit. And you say that we should stay every day close to you. That you want to work for us uh, in us and through us, that we need to live in the Lord, that we can also die if it will come, that we can even die in the Lord. So help us to live every day close in close relationship with you, to living in you every moment, that you can produce in us this change, that we can always accept your grace, which is transforming grace. And uh, that we can also accept your word, which brings this order in our life, and also be led by the Holy Spirit, that we can produce this beautiful fruit, fruit of love, that we can be remembered as your faithful and good servants, that we can be remembered as men and women of God. We thank you for that in the name of Jesus. Amen.